So, it's 6.30 of a Sunday morning, the 27th of March. Happy Mother's Day. If you're listening to this early, there's still time to go and get yourself a packet of fucking flowers from your local filling station if you fucked up. Get your mum something, and if you've got kids, get your fucking missus something. Very important. Keep herself, keep the boss on the good side. Hi, babe. And I'm recording this, I suppose, earlier than usual, because, earlier in the day than usual, because of two things. A, I want to get back to the wife and kids, it being Mother's Day. But B, I'm trying to get ahead of my hangover that's due to kick in anytime soon. Had a skin full, I was about to say pints last night, but I didn't have pints last night. I had, did I have a pint? I had a pint. I had a couple of whiskies, had a couple of Irish coffees, and I had a gin and tonic, and a big fat juicy steak, and a big bowl of juicy sauce covered chicken wings. It was fucking delicious. And I could beat myself around the head and go, oh, so much for your new fucking standard friend, oh, you dickhead. But I'm not going to beat myself up about it because never anywhere in this new standard of mine have I said outwardly on the podcast or even in my own mind that I'd never have, I'd never touch a drop of alcohol again or that I'd never smoke a big dirty joint with a load of tobacco and passionate or guzzle down a heap of pints with the fucking lads of a fucking Saturday night. Up the boys and down the pints. And the same can be said for the bit of chocolate. Like, these things, you know, pints and big joints and crisps and chocolate or whatever else, they're treats so long as they're few and far between. Because if they're not few and far between, in what real sense are the treats in the first place? But anyway, what I want to talk about today is difference. And it's kind of... Two sides of the same kind, so it's... I want to talk about difference slash similarities. Because I've spoken a lot about personality of late. And that's essentially the science or the study of our difference. How we're different. And one thing that I suppose I haven't really mentioned, and I haven't really thought about myself, is the idea of of how similar we are. Because... We're 90-odd percent, don't quote me on any of this now, this, is, this ain't no degree course, but we're 90-odd percent the same. All of us. We're far more similar than we are different. Like, there are whopping differences between men and women, psychologically and physically. Whopping differences. We're not, in, in some sense, we're practically not the same fucking species we're that different. But, to a fucking alien, to somebody from Mars who just landed here, like, we're indistinguishable. And there's something to that. Our, our, our differences are what make us different, believe it or not. And that's why we kind of single them out. And that's why we pay more attention to them. And our differences are the biggest at the extremes. And to go back to the whole transport analogy. A Volkswagen Beetle and a Lamborghini Murcielago are far more the same than they are different. Four wheels, you know, an internal combustion engine, windscreen wipers, doors with handles and windows and seats and bonnets and an undercarriage and a chassis and a suspension and an exhaust and and all the rest of it. They're far more the same than they are different. They're both cars. They're both called the same thing. But anybody who knows what either of those two things are, or both, obviously, you'd need to know. Anybody knows what both of those two things are. They couldn't be further from each other if you fuck tried. But it's our differences that make us what we are. 
And there are certain things, a majority of things probably, that we're kind of stuck with. Like, I'm five foot eleven. Now, I could put on, slap on a fucking set of stilettos or high heels or whatever you want to call them and be 6'2". But, like, that's the, the upper limit, maybe 6'3". But there's a there's a fakeness to that. That's like wearing, it's like wearing a kind of a muscle suit under your clothes. Like, you might appear jacked, but that's only a fucking, you're only a, you're only a cod, as what's-his-face would say. Eamon Dunphy, that jewel in Ireland's crown. And in relation to like differences, I've, I've said before many of the time that it's our differences. Our, our differences are what define us. In the same way that it's the difference between a Murcielago and a Beetle. The difference between those two things is in their differences, obviously enough. And one thing I've said endlessly before is that it's our differences that separate us and our differences are there to be celebrated. There seems to be a push to level the playing field to a degree but in, in in all instances that we should be all essentially considered the same but as far as I'm concerned it's our differences that make us who and what we are but like anything you can be lopsided in your approach to things and in your opinion of things and I think I've been a little bit lopsided in focusing so much on the differences because as I said at the outset we're 90% the same like from a purely physiological point of view, you know, two legs, two arms, two eyes, a nose, a mouth, you know, for the most part, there are exceptions. But for the most part, we're, we're practically identical. Again, if somebody landed here from Mars, you know, he might notice that some of us are a different shade of one colour or another. But I mean, for the most part, we're identical. And we are. In the same way that those two cars I mentioned are practically identical. Human beings are practically identical. And granted, we have our differences. But we celebrate... Like, we don't, we don't generally celebrate somebody for being, you know, six foot four. Like, you'll never say, Ah, Jay's good lad, well done. You're six foot four, you're some boy. But if somebody used to be 140 kilos and they were a big slobbering mess and now they're 95 kilos and they're jacked as fuck, like that's that's a that's a difference that they have, but it's a difference that they've implemented. They've sculpted themselves, and you can do that psychologically. Like, and I don't mean that in a, a in a kind of philosophical, fucking wishy washy kind of a way. Like anybody who's learned how to play the guitar, you've sculpted yourself psychologically. Anybody who's run a marathon has sculpted themselves psychologically, because we can all run marathons. Now it might take you fucking ten hours. You're not going to get a quote-unquote good time unless you've been training. But we all have it in us to cross the fucking line 42.2k in. It's more of a... And any, any runner will tell you this. It's as much in the head as it is... It's as much in the head as it has the leg. We'll try that for a third time. It's as much in the head as it is the legs. And there's that old uh, boxing adage. Or fighting adage, rather. 95% of it's, what is it, 95% mental and the rest of it's all in your head. And life is a little bit like that. Or maybe life is a, a fucking awful lot like that. Maybe that's what fucking life is. A fucking psychological journey. Because we've no way, we've no other way of examining it. You can't ask your arm what it thinks. 
everything that we see, everything that we feel, everything that we touch, everything that we taste, every experience that is imaginable is mediated by what's rattling on behind your skull. And I think that's in part, at least, the reason why I and people like me, presumably you, have an interest in all things psychological and philosophical. Because the better you can understand what's rattling around in your own head, the better you can understand the world at large. And I go one step further and say, the better that you understand yourself and how you're different, the better you'll be psychologically. The more meaning that will be in your life. But I don't know if you can... I don't know if you can understand yourself in any meaningful sense by only looking at the ways in which you're different. You need to have an appreciation for how, how similar you are to everybody else. And I think that's a, that's a failing on my part personally and on, and on the podcast. I think it's something that I've kind of omitted a little. I focus too much on the differences. Now, don't get me wrong, it, our differences are what separate us and our differences are what give us our individuality and all that's incredibly important. But it's not the full picture by any stretch of the imagination. And you can't, you can't identify difference without... Like, identifying your difference and identifying what's the same are essentially the same thing. And what muddies the water here a little, or maybe a lot, is that we change like over time like I'm a very different person than who I used to be here's one for you here's something I actually only realised about myself within the last maybe month or two when I was younger I can remember quite clearly I can remember being a younger self my younger self and I'd walk into a shopping centre or a concert hall or you know the crowd at a football game or somewhere that there'd be a lot of people and I'd walk in wide-eyed, looking around me. Because I'd want to see if there was anyone there that I knew. And I suppose in some parts that they'd see me. But these days, like, I walk into busy places with my fucking head down, kind of hoping and praying I don't bump into some cunt that I'd have to talk to. Not in all cases now. You're always going to be glad to see, you know, one of your good mates. But the odds of one of your good mates being in this fucking shopping centre at this particular moment in time, or wherever the hell you might be, are slim to fuck all. The odds of you meeting somebody that you vaguely know, but do know, are infinitely higher. And, oh God, talking to these cunts or that cunt, or I'd sooner just go about my business, keep to myself and piss off and leave me alone, thanks. And that's not all bad, but it's certainly not all good either. And it's a, it's a shift... And it's a shift that I'd like to address. Maybe not rectify, because I've only started thinking about it. But it's certainly something that I'm going to look at. And be a little bit more conscious of it. Like, why am I so quick to, you know, not make eye contact with anybody? I don't mean that I've some sort of a fucking personality disorder, or that I have mad, crazy introversion. I don't. But for the most part... I'm I'm busy, I suppose, so I just want to fucking get in, get what I'm fucking getting and go. But again, that's that's a part of myself that I haven't truly examined before. Like, I, I tend to be quite frantic. I, ironically enough. 
And I'm not suggesting that that's a that that's a, a bad thing, but it's certainly not an entirely good thing either. Like I tend to be I tend to be kind of happier when I have 101 things to do, because when I don't, that energy I can internalize it, and not in a good way. I'm not I'm I'm psychologically better off keeping myself distracted to a certain degree. Now, you might say distracted from what? Some people would say distracted from their lives or distracted from their kids or distracted from their wife or husband or their business or their career or, or whatever the fuck it is. Some people would say it's it's God or the Godhead. You could easily make an argument that you're distracting yourself from everything that's good about existence and in a, in a mad roundabout way what, what, what's coming to mind now is maybe a reason why people listen is this like, you have to be a bit of an oddball to listen like I've kind of jokingly said before I'm mad for doing it you're mad for listening but I am a bit of an oddball and I don't mean that as a pejorative in the least and I would argue that the people who listen to me are kind of oddballs, misfits to to a degree. And again, I don't mean that as a pejorative at all. I mean that as a fucking compliment. Like another thing that I've said over the years is normal people are boring. And there's there's a there's a fucking truism in that. Like, it's the outliers that are interesting. It's the outliers that you know break records or have better conversations. You know, you, you don't want to be the same as everybody else. Because you become boring, you become mundane, you become kind of everyday. There's nothing, there's nothing special about you. And again, that's why I've always harped on about our differences, because it's our differences that give us our fucking own individuality. They're what separate us. They're, they're to me at least, the far more interesting things. Like when you meet somebody and you're trying to get to know them, you don't ask them, you don't ask them, oh, Tell me what's the same about you and everybody else. Like, tell me what you have in common with everybody else. Like, you literally go for the opposite of that. You literally look to see what it is that separates them from people. And I think a reason, possibly, this is just coming to mind, but a reason why the people who listen to me listen to me is because they're a bit of an oddball and they recognise that I'm a bit of an oddball and maybe it's just a bit of normality for them. Maybe I make them feel a little bit normal. Because being different is great and it should be celebrated. But it can be isolating. You can be that you can be that zebra that I've mentioned before with the red blob of paint on its arse. It stands out from the crowd, and that's great in one sense. But shit in another. And it's, it's, it's critically important that we, we fit in somewhere. You don't have to fit in everywhere. But it's critically important that you fit in somewhere. Because if you find yourself completely, totally and utterly outside of the herd. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you're truly on your own. That's a fucking tough spot to be in. And I've, I know because I've fucking been there. Lonely fucking spot. All alone in a crowded place. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is 15 minutes of a Sunday morning before I go into work. I'll leave you to it, you pack of fucking misfit oddball cunts. And on that note, I'll chat tomorrow.